Welcome to the Good Business Podcast from DBNN. Our guest host for this episode is Drew Hendry. Let's find out about the good business we are speaking to today. Yeah, my name is Craig Dutton. I'm one of the directors of, of Wildtracks. And hi, I'm Cherie, Cherie Dutton, Craig's wife. And I joined about a year after him and I handle all the operations and oversee that and Craig's right hand man, I suppose. Or woman. Like my boss, but anyway. <laughs> well, thanks for joining us to share your uh, journey and uh, a bit more about your business. At, at the Good Business Podcast, we believe that uh, people are at the heart of uh, good business. So we want to hear about uh, more about both uh, of you and what you've been up to. What's, uh, what's influenced you most in your career, would you say? Like, I think, it, for, personally, um, I am influenced by my work environment and and I, I strive for a fun relaxed work environment um, and um, I, I can't say that I have any people that have influenced that but I most certainly everything I do needs to be fun enjoyable and if I've achieved that mm-hmm. I'm, I'm happy and Sheree what motivates you most in the, the Ooh, I think uh, what motivates or influence has influenced my career over the last 20 years or so has been uh, probably Craig. <laughs> I kind of follow in his direction and, and, and kind of together we've always, we've always worked together, mm. I think, since we've been together. Mm. And um, I think one thing he's failed to mention and, and what's landed us in this environment working with Land Rovers is that his blood runs green. Mm. Uh, he's always had a passion for Land Rovers and I think that's where what's got us where we are today, really. Well, you know, obviously, you know, you're talking about that magnetic force that uh, Craig's put into place. So tell us a bit about your journey uh, to Ooh. where you are now. Yeah, well, it's a, it's a fairly long one and I'll keep it brief, but um, I've, I've been my own business owner for, for some time now, um, for most of my, my working career. I did everything from, I, I had a, a, an irrigation company, a computer cabling company, I did a coffee shop. Um, but for the most part, I have been a photographer for the last 20 years, a professional photographer. Um, but part of that involved doing some work with Land Rovers. Um, I, I started doing a book on Land Rovers, which prompted us to talk about doing a festival on Land Rovers. And then we created this event called Landy Festival in South Africa, which was a massive success from day one. Um, we, we went out to break a world record of the number of Land Rovers in a convoy. Uh, the, the current world record was 348 Land Rovers. It's a lot of Land Rovers. It is. <laughs> and that was held by, by, uh, by the British. Um, and we put out a call to action and we had 1,007 Land Rovers mm-hmm. in, in wow. our convoy, mm-hmm. which was 25 kilometers long. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we asked the, 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 the roads people if we could shut down the roads in, uh, for about an hour, and we went over that by about three hours. So they were a little bit annoyed with us, but uh, we had magnificent uh, convoy in, in session. And then, um, you know, as, as a photographer, uh, I moved to the UK, well, I moved to Europe originally um, to be closer to the work that I was doing, um, then found myself uh, in, in, in the UK after a while, still doing photography um, and then COVID hit mm. and the wheels fell off all the events that we were doing 
just in an instant. But I think um, you had met Wild Track, sorry for interrupting, when, when you did a shoot for Land Rover Monthly Magazine and you, you hired a, yes. a Wild Tracks defender. Yeah, that's, that's so true. So um, we hired one of the vehicles, we went out, we did a, a photo shoot for the, for the magazine. Um, that's how I met James Monday, who's the other director of, of this business. And um, yeah, then James contacted me out of the blue in the middle of COVID and said, mm -hmm. would you know anybody who might want to run my business? Mm -hmm. And uh, it was an easy decision to make. Mm -hmm. And here I am now. At that stage, I was employed as the general manager and most recently I've now become a director of the business. So it's, a, it's been an interesting walk, but most certainly um, it's all moved in the same direction. Mm -hmm. um, and, and it all revolves around my work life, you know, fun and games. And, and I understand you've recently expanded the business a bit. Tell us a bit more about the, the new portfolio and, uh, yeah. and what's been happening. Yeah, so um, it's kind of weird how it came about because uh, we, we've always been one of the, the um, forerunners of, the, of our type of business within the UK. Uh, we certainly have the, the largest fleet and um, we have a few competitors out there. One of the main competitors was Highland Defenders. Uh, they were based down in Aviemore, and um, we discovered that they uh, were considering closing up shop. We decided that we absolutely needed to get their their business into our portfolio to become officially the biggest and and most untouchable business. And and it, it's not only about that, but having a bigger business for us in terms of vehicles has helped us to become more of a better service operator for our guests. As I'd mentioned to you uh, before, we um, don't send our entire fleet out. We keep a vehicle or two vehicles behind as backup vehicles just to make sure that if a vehicle breaks down for whatever reason, um, that we can uh, service our guests. And this expansion or this acquisition has most certainly enabled that. that that's quite a high standard of customer service, isn't it? To have a, a, a vehicle on standby. That's our number one priority yeah. is customer service. Mm -hmm. Above all else, for us, the customer experience mm -hmm. is, is the most important thing. And being able to help a guest who's stuck in the middle of nowhere to yeah. go, don't worry, we've got another vehicle mm -hmm. coming and and help them out and and we've got guests returning today who that exact thing happened they had to have a swap out yesterday and they were so delighted they thought it meant the end of their trip yeah. end of their holiday mm -hmm. when in fact they could carry on with their adventure and and yeah that must but, make such a difference so what else can we expect to see from wild tracks in the next couple of years we um actually had a meeting about this earlier this week and what came out of our meeting was that we um, have done an extremely good job of positioning, positioning ourselves where we are at the moment. But we have most certainly identified that we have competitors in, in the market. Those competitors are in the form of smaller operators who, who've seen our success and um, want a, a, a part of it and who wouldn't because it's an, it's an amazing business to, to be involved with. Um, but there are a lot of people out there that are buying their own rooftop tents, mm -hmm. you know, and that essentially becomes part of our competition as well. So moving on from here, um, Wild Tracks and Highland Defenders is going to be more of an adventure company. We, we want our vehicles to be a vehicle for adventure. Mm -hmm. So we will do um, 
paddleboard uh, rental out with our vehicles, but not only rental, we want to show people where to go, what to yeah. do, how to do it. Um, we want to be more experiential. Uh, we want to have experience-led trips um, with guides in our vehicles. So, you know, we'll have uh, five vehicles, people, five, a group of five vehicles will be taken out with a guide and we'll do, um, you know, campsite cooking and it will be far more experiential than just coming, grabbing a vehicle from us and heading out and not knowing where to go and what to do and how to get the best out of the Highland experience. So walk stops of a kind of wagon train and yes. circling yeah. the wagons or in the campfire. And so what what, yeah. what we found is when we've gone out with friends or family or even guests who are returning for a second year and then they bring their friends, they become the tour guides and the people who go along as the add-ons to the tour guides if you want to call it that have an amazing time they say it's so awesome to just go out there and not have to worry are we going left are we going right where are we camping what are we doing and they say it's so awesome to just go with someone who knows where to go and what to see and have that experience and and that we want to start sort of branching out into more of an experienced group and, excursion and, and clearly taking that kind of decisions you know grasping innovation and, and that's something you're, you're doing to kind of change the business what what role does innovation play in the, at the heart of impacts in the, the business it has been a huge role um, and in, innovation um, rather and, and innovation and technology has played a massive role in our business to help us streamline our processes mm -hmm. within the business. There's a heck of a lot of paperwork that needs to be done on, on these vehicles or on the rentals. We have to um, do a lot of uh, person vetting to make sure that the insurances are okay with them taking out our vehicles. Um, and in the past, it was very labor intensive, um, mm -hmm. but we've streamlined that through adoption of technology um, and developing our own systems yeah, digital systems to be able to mm. streamline every process within the business yeah and not only streamlining but also um, double checking making sure that that the people who are packing the vehicles are packing the right thing for every guest because whilst we have a base product of what we pack in a vehicle there are certain things extra that people may take mm -hmm. and we need to make sure that that's there mm -hmm. um you know you know the most embarrassing thing is to go through a vehicle and they go oh where's our barbecue oh sorry we forgot yeah. there's no forgetting yeah it's in there You've got to make sure it's all set mm. up for yeah. people. You're talking there about you know sense of quality, customer service, etc., innovation. There is there a vision uh, that drives your business, and if so, how do you get the people that work with you to buy into that vision? This question um, I, I, I sort of crossed my mind earlier today about about the vision and the vision. It's less about a vision from my perspective and more about the 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 whole concept of everyone has got to have fun yeah. you know it's got to be a really fun working environment and it's not only our fun it's the guests fun you know from the moment guests arrive here they are ecstatic they are so excited yeah. that makes us excited mm -hmm. we we get a lot of pleasure out of making sure that every single thing is perfect for them because there's no worse experience than a guest climbing into a dirty vehicle or pointing something out and then that that um, uh, issue finding his way right down to the person who cleaned the vehicle he doesn't want to know that he that he was that he did a bad job so 
the the culture in the, in our organization is just that everyone needs to have a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, everyone knows their job. Mm-hmm. Everyone, you know, there's no messing around. Mm-hmm. But we're pretty easy around you, mm-hmm. and we love seeing people go. And I also there. think when our guests come back and they're super happy, that right. enthusiasm or happiness that feeds through to the team, mm-hmm. because they'll come back to the returning team who will then kind of disseminate that and spread the joy amongst everybody else and then you can feel the the Energy. vibe just lifts up instantly and then everybody wants more of that mm-hmm. so everybody strives to achieve that with mm-hmm. every guest that goes out mm-hmm. and, and how important i mean it, it, just as, a, as as an aside you've got all these outdoor vehicles that we can see here in your uh, in your your your, um, your your garage for want of a better word um, and they're all spotlessly clean on the outside as well as the inside but you how, how do you get people to buy into that uh, you, you mentioned that sense of fun how do you get people to buy into that um, I'm talking about your team here how do yeah you so, so for the yeah. team part of it, it, it like I said before it's really that that nobody wants to be feel like they're letting someone else in the team down because mm-hmm. we're all part of a, a big team here there's there's a not so team. much. Well, yeah, but but um, there's not so much a hierarchy here. Even though there is a hierarchy, there always needs to be always needs to be a hierarchy of some sort. But um, everybody's just part of a good team. Mm-hmm. And if somebody in the team is is battling to get something done, somebody else pulls in and, and, and helps them. And being part of a team creates that want and desire mm-hmm. to just get everything moving forward in the right direction. So people feel involved uh, here. Yeah, well, Absolutely. I think everybody who works on, our, everyone in our team is part of the process with the guests. So it's not like someone never really deals with the guests because they're always stuck behind a computer and actually whether the guests are happy or not makes no difference. Everyone at some point will have interaction with the guests. So they want to be a part of that. I've made this as best as I can for that mm-hmm. guest experience. And that I think was what drives everybody because everyone has some connection with the guests at some point. Tell us something interesting about your business that people might not necessarily know already. <laughs> um, from my perspective, um, it's the fact that we have to keep a, a vehicles back mm-hmm. to make sure that we have vehicles that can go out mm-hmm. to service the customers that where something may go wrong. And people think about a, 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 a breakdown in a Land Rover and people think about um, you know, an engine failure. It can be as simple as an indicator not working or a, a windscreen wiper that's not working and that vehicle needs to be replaced or repaired. Mm-hmm. Um, repairing on site uh, for us is less ideal because the guest has to sit around, sit around waiting for the repair to happen. Mm-hmm we would rather just replace the vehicle straight away. Um, and that, I don't think people realize that. I don't think people realize that it's actually quite a lot more um, intensive than just yeah. renting vehicles. Because out. that's considerable. I mean, if it, if it were a, another type of goods, it would be described as dead stock. Yes. That you've got yeah. sitting there, yeah, just waiting for um, oh. you know, the need if it, if it appears. And, and you may have customers that are, and you probably do 99% of the time have customers that have no issues and in the meantime you've got yeah. these fabulously expensive vehicles just sitting there. Sitting around waiting and yeah. every vehicle in our fleet has its mm. has its week of sitting around so we'll have a vehicle that may have cost us what, 15 grand yeah. that's sitting around there and then we might have the new Defender which mm. cost us 65 grand sitting there mm-hmm. earning nothing and at the end of the day 
it's yeah. your turn and and it's also the opportunity for us to to maintain the vehicles and and make sure that they're in tip-top shape and, and it's hard because you've got a car sitting here for a week yeah. and then you get someone who phones and says can i have that week should we should we should we no no you can't do you it. can't yeah. we just we can't take the risk of someone having a breakdown and, and then not having that backup yeah. car well that, that that's one way you're um mitigating challenges in your business but mm -hmm. what, what are the obviously you're operating in the tourism sector what, what do you feel are the biggest challenges that are facing the outdoor tourism sector at the moment? um you know there's so many mm -hmm. uh, um uh, it's, it's really a combination of so many things that has that has happened over the last two years um you know brexit covid the the ukrainian war mm -hmm. have all brought um, challenges in some way or another. Mm -hmm. um, I, I think from our perspective, though, the biggest challenge that we talk about all the time is whether or not our type of company can exist in the near future because of the clampdown on um, informal, camping. informal camping in, in, in the highlands. Um, and it's something we, we think about a lot um, and we're making changes, you know, to make sure that we can now have better relationships with campsites um, where, and, and potentially even book out campsites uh, for next year where we, where we are guaranteed that our guests can have a place to stay. Mm -hmm. um, that's something that, that weighs heavily on us because all the challenges that we've had from Brexit, um, COVID, COVID hit us hard, um, obviously it hit everyone hard, yeah. but all the challenges combined haven't really impacted negatively mm -hmm. as we sit here today. Mm -hmm. The only thing that threatens our existence is whether or not the business can operate in its current state yeah. as, a, as a vehicle hire company with rooftop tents. Mm -hmm. I think um, from, from a sort of a sli slightly different angle, one of the challenges sort of, I'm more on the admin side of the team and we get so many guests who want to come but they don't know where to go yeah. and there's so many negative posts on social media about people going out and exploring this, the highlands that it, it makes people quite scared to come up mm -hmm. just this week we've had a few people emailing saying i think i need to cancel because we wanted to come and explore and enjoy the wilderness of scotland but everything on facebook is saying don't do it mm -hmm. so now we're having to reassure them that they can still have the adventure and there are campsites mm -hmm. if they don't want to or they can't informal camp there are amazing campsites out there that give you that wild feeling mm -hmm. but you're still in a proper campsite yeah. so it's trying to overcome that challenge and still get our guests to understand that they can still have an epic adventure in our vehicles and, and i suppose the fact that something has now become so successful that people are really invested in this area again in terms of you know spending their leisure time you know that does lead to uh, problems of uh, capacity and growth and things mm. like that and, and you're talking about getting the message out there we, we all know that marketing is really important to businesses how, how do you market your business well that's a difficult one it, it, it's it's a difficult one because it, it changes and it, it varies but we do an email shot like everybody else, but we do a lot of our marketing would be from Instagram and is our big thing, obviously, and then Facebook. But Instagram, we find, is, is our, 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 probably our biggest platform that we marked on. When I started, one of the things I started doing was taking photos of guests just before they head off mm -hmm. and putting it on our social and tagging them. And that for us just worked wonders. And, and people love it. People yeah. want, we have guests coming now going, um, 
can you take my picture and get, get, get <laughs> yeah. put on your Instagram? Like, yeah, no problem. And we get people. We had a couple uh, recently who got engaged on their trip. We, we get that a lot. And um, he's just emailed saying, please, could you send me that photo of when we set off because we want it for our, you know, our album. So that for us is using the people to to market for us if you want to say that because they then go out there and share their experience and all their friends say wow that's awesome we want to do the same thing so so yeah that's probably our biggest marketing platform that that and influences and 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 word of mouth you know but that comes back to 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 the social media side of things people go out they take photographs uh, put it on instagram their friends see it we ask the question how did you come to hear of us oh no our friends went and we saw photographs of them. Craig, you talked about the pandemic a little while ago. That's obviously forced many people to make changes in the workplace. As a tourism business, um, I'm sure that, as you've said, you and your team uh, felt the impact of that. What what did that period of time, though, uh, make you reflect on? What did it force you to change, do you feel? What impact did it have on the, the way you look at your business? Well, what it allowed us to do, I think it was the first lockdown, second lockdown, I can't recall now, but because we had downtime, mm-hmm. our, um, you know, we were closed for this business, it allowed us to reboot our website and our booking system. So although we weren't having to come in, it then gave us the time to look at the website, give it an overall, implement a new booking system, which worked better for us and put in new systems in place so that when we did when we were able to open we could open with a bang and and smoother and run better Actually, did it also change your thinking about how you engage with your customers online no our our business has been an online yep. business from the start so mm-hmm. it's so never really making no uh, no i don't think it uh, COVID in any way mm-hmm. changed the way this business uh, well the pandemic changed the way this business operates um it, it just if anything helped us streamline things. Mm. And make well, it the first better. year, what was interesting was obviously because no one could travel abroad, mm. our UK customer base was huge. And last year, and then 2022, it's been really interesting to see because I, I started sort of post-COVID, first COVID, if you want to call it that. And um, I didn't get the experience of the foreign guests. But now this 2022, when the foreign guests can come back, th- it's amazing to see mm. how many foreign guests we actually do get so it's i think that was was quite big is to see the difference and the market that we have is not just uk based and and the type of uk customers that we were getting versus the the um foreign customer i I would almost go say we get a lot of guests from the netherlands obviously because they can fly direct to inverness Um, and most of them who come are very adventure-based people whereas we find with Last year, we got a lot of guests coming up from London who were city folk, mm. never been adventurous or outdoorsy, and were coming to us because we provide such an inclusive package. You need, you just bring your food and clothes; everything else is provided. Mm. You could fly up from London, never, never having mm. camped before, yeah. and have an awesome experience. Mm. So, it's quite interesting to see how the difference in our customer base mm. has been over the two years. And earlier on, again, you were talking about how your uh, team interact and work and how everybody's involved in the experience. Tell us a bit more about that team of people you've got working here. What do you, uh, what do, you do to, who are they, first of all, and what do you do to promote their skills and develop them? That's where I fell short on, on, <laughs> in that, on that one of those questions that yeah. you uh, 
you were gonna uh, for that you, you you posed first. So, um, you know, we are a small team, and um, from a, a a skills development perspective, mm-hmm. um, we put one of our guys onto a a car washing course, so to speak, mm-hmm. um, just to try and get him to. Uh, see the holistic view that, mm. that that car washing is not just uh soap and water and there's uh, skill to it. yeah there's absolute yeah. skill to it and and the skill again comes back to the fact that we absolutely need to hand this vehicle over mm-hmm. without any evidence of any human ever being in there mm-hmm. and it's quite a it's quite a, a thing to really get your head around it's like a brand new uh yeah every yeah a brand new vehicle, yeah. exactly um you know our vehicles are, are moving hotel rooms mm-hmm. there's no way you'd ever want to walk into a hotel room and see a hair there's the evidence of the previous guests. yeah exactly mm-hmm. um so so that's that's what we do and um yeah fr- from a from a skills development side of things mm-hmm. you know we haven't really sent our guys on any um skills courses per se but I think there's a lot to learn um, within our industry and how, how this type of industry works. Mm-hmm. We're a small team. We've got yeah. the mechanics, um, Craig and I, and then we've got Ellie who helps us in the office. And mm-hmm. she's only joined us, I think she's been with us two months now. Mm-hmm. So also really new. But I was just chatting to, to the di- other director, James, this morning saying, you know, um, two months in, you kind of, you've then found your feet in the role and, and she's doing really well and I'd like to get her on to some um, like digital marketing courses and things like that because she's done some done a blog for me and she's she's really good at writing and I'd like to hone those skills mm-hmm. and get her doing more blogs and mm-hmm. and that kind of thing um, and get some some sort of skills development in there for yeah. her because she's well, got a knack for it you, you've obviously brought a young person into your mm. business there would you encourage other young people to start a career about door tourism. Yes. Yeah. It is an incredibly rewarding um, industry and and something, you know, as I said earlier on, it's because people are always so happy. The guests, the customers are happy. Whether whether or not you're running a a a kayak rental company mm-hmm. or a hiking company or a hotel people are smiling when they come to you and invariably if you've done your job right they're smiling when they've left yeah and and that's rewarding you know that's that's the perfect for me that's the perfect um the perfect recipe for a happy work home life you know you go home you're not worrying about work you're actually enjoying the fact that people are out there enjoying themselves yeah. look it's uh without being today it's not all sunshine and roses the tourism mm. industry up here is amazing but we do have a cold winter so as long as you have factored that in then definitely you know everyone's got to think of what are you going to do with your business through winter which is a question we're faced with all the time I, again we've, we've been talking a lot in our chat today about customer experience how do you get to know your and understand your customers you talked about how you might interact with them here but how do you get to know your customers it's primarily through spending a lot of time um, talking to them on the phone before mm. they arrive, you know, um, Cherie and Ellie spend a lot of time conversing with the guests, be it by, by email or, or by mm-hmm. telephone. And then when they come, when they get you, Cherie spends a, this yeah. part of half an hour poring over this map, to talking mm. about all the things that can be done in the area um, mm. because they're just absolute sponges. These mm. guests just take everything in because. Mm. 
there's no better um, source of information than from a local. Mm-hmm. And um, I think through, through these interactions with our guests, uh, that's how we get to know them really yeah. well. Mm-hmm. A lot of them ask the same questions. And so when we get the same question over and over, I try to convert that answer into a blog so that when they ask, we can send them to the blog and, and kind of there's the answer mm-hmm. for you. And then like Craig says, I think our biggest mm-hmm. asset, is that the right word, mm-hmm. is our interaction with them. We come and sit here in the lounge, we do their paperwork, get the, the nitty gritty out the way, and then we go, right, where are you going? Mm-hmm. Let us help you. And, and that seems to be our unique selling point, really, yeah. that they really, really, Ellie does a fantastic job, you know, and, and saying to them, well, what route are you taking? Because everyone wants to know, what route should I take? Mm-hmm. I don't know. What kind of holiday do you want? Do you want to be hiking? Do you want to be canoeing? Do you want to sit in one campsite? I cannot answer. It's the number one question. What route should I take? Mm-hmm. I can't answer it because everybody's holiday requirement is different. But when you come here, we go over your basic idea of where you're headed and then we guide you along that route and offer suggestions and recommendations. And that seems to go down really, really well. And we know nowadays, um, particularly now, clients, customers are uh, driven more by uh, making a commitment to purchasing decisions that have a positive social or economic or environmental impact. So uh, tell us, what what are you doing, what is Wildtrax doing to to kind of meet the demands of the new conscious consumer? it's been something that, that we've just picked up on now, and it was just, we haven't picked up on it, but um, we are very aware of the fact that our, vehic- our company um, is based on vehicles that push emissions into the, mm-hmm. into the air. Um, and it's something I've been wanting to address for quite some time, but the last thing I want to do is um, greenwash. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, I don't want to just say that I'm going to plant a tree for every for every vehicle that goes up because it it may not be the best thing to do. But having said that, um, I was on a a course recently where I was made aware of the peat bog restoration projects up in um, Caithness Sutherland area, if I'm correct, and and that's something that for me. Um, really, it, it's local. It means a lot to us. Mm-hmm. Our guests go out there; they see the the beauty of these peat bogs, um, and and that's where we want to now spend our money. Um, well, not spend our money, but but, but we want to make a difference. You yeah. know, we want to add, uh, give something back. And of course, for people that might not know, the peat bogs are a great carbon seal. They uh, they, they keep a lot of the carbon that might be exposed to the atmosphere inside. So yes, it's actually the restoration and maintenance is very important. Right? Yeah, and what, what, what astounded me about that was the f- it's a double-edged sword because if you don't look after it, mm-hmm. the 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 you know um, the 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 carbons uh, escape. But if you do look after it, it also um, they absorb carbons. Exactly. So yeah, it's a double-edged sword. So it's it's a fantastic thing to get involved with. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Definitely, that's how. And do you have any other ideas, any changes that you might plan for the future that, that might have a positive impact on uh, on the planet? Well, we we have considered electric. Um, well, we, it, it's something that's that you know it's definitely on our radar. I don't think um, Scotland is is anywhere near ready for it yet in uh, the, the, the Highlands mm-hmm. and Defenders. 
Um, but I don't think that'll be for a while. I think what we need to do is is continue to monitor the amount of carbons we push out from our vehicles because mm-hmm. it's a very easy number to calculate mm-hmm. based on mileage. Um, and um, and continue to make a difference like that. Mm-hmm. You know, there are, uh, in my opinion, whilst we, we might be using vehicles to, um, you know, and, and we're pushing out carbons, but what we're also doing is introducing people to the beauty of, of, of the wilderness. Mm-hmm. And there in itself, it, I believe, uh, is a value add to the whole problem. You know, if people, more people coming from the cities come up here, have a look at it and have an appreciation for, for the, the, the wildlife um, and, and the natural resources we have, more people are going to want to protect that. Um, so, yeah. Okay. Is there anything else that you'd like to share with the listeners about Wildcraft? I don't know. I think we've just poured our heart out right here. But <laughs> yeah. well, there's obviously a lot for people to uh, think about there and a lot for people to be attracted to. How can uh, listeners to this podcast connect with your business online or in person? Yeah, I think um, you know, if they, they head it over to www.wildtracks.co.uk, um, that's the best place to, to get all the information. And if anybody ever wanted to have a conversation um, with myself or Cherie or James, mm-hmm. um, just drop us an email at info at w. No, no info hello. At hello. Hello at. Oh, there you go. So hello at Wild Tracks, yes. The boss <laughs> knows the address. <laughs> yeah. Well, finally, this uh, podcast is about the heart and soul of good business. What's at the heart of your business? Customer service. Mm. 100% mm. customer service. Customer service is what makes us happy, what makes customers happy, gets people coming back here. I also think, you know, to answer your question slightly earlier, is what we do is we don't sit at the top, or I'm not even at the top, they don't sit at the top and make decisions. We will often have a team meeting and go, right guys, this is what we want to do. What do you think? So our whole team is involved with making decisions and helping the, the business grow and choosing how we're going to do the flow of returns or departures, whatever it is. So it's not just sort of the top guys sitting there making decisions, this is how it's getting done. We get everybody involved. And that I think is really important for us because we want everyone to feel they, they've got a say in how they do their job um, mm. and how they can do it better. And I also think, um, you know, to add to that, we, we live the life that we sell. Mm. We are adventurous people, we do kayaking we do fishing we do walking um and we want people to experience the things that we love which is why for us this is a success because we walk the walk and um it makes it makes talking about those adventures so much easier because you actually know what you're talking about sheree uh, craig thank you very much indeed for telling us about wild tracks it's an absolute pleasure. pleasure thank you for coming <laughs>